I need to let him know how I feel and how it made me feel and what he said and what I didn't appreciate. And, and that was probably the first time that I really spoke up for myself in a relationship. Hey mamas, happy mama Monday. I hope you're going easy on yourself today, whatever day it is, but especially if it's Monday. I am taking my own advice today. Um, The pod was all ready to go, but I still had to record intro outro, which I like to kind of wait for the end um, so that we're all up to date. You know what I'm saying? Um, and made time yesterday and I got hit with a fever of 103. Um, and funny enough, it ties into a podcast I recorded with somebody earlier in the day and, um, I wasn't feeling the best, but it definitely got worse and worse. Um, but I'm super excited to share that podcast with you. Oh, I almost don't want to like give it away, but this is super exciting. He is an old friend from high school who um, completed an Ironman and like intense long distance endurance events, like for hours and hours and hours, days. So um, I'm kind of like on a high from that, even though I'm dead right now. Um, but this conversation with my dad and my stepmom, Remy was perfect timing for one thing we talked a lot about work and how like the transition into retirement which today is Remy's first Monday retired which is crazy good timing um we talk about burnout and the book series my dad's been writing he's now a children's author and we just like we share memories of the of growing up and stuff but a big thing is like um like my mom and dad had very different ways of going about religion for me growing up um and my dad was very like if you want to go you can go if you don't no worries I'll be back (laughs) I'll be back from church so It was never forced. It was always like a positive kind of just like something, an option. And he's always been super generous when it comes to donating um, and stuff like that. It's it's been like part of his budgeting forever. Um, I remember we had these little like glass jar piggy banks that we decorated with markers and stuff. And... I remember, you know, him saying like, did you, did you guys want to donate any part of your piggy bank this week or whatever? And I just was like, here dad. And I dumped it all out because he just like built this understanding in me that there are people that don't have anything. And here I am, you know, like living the life with my dad on weekends as this little girl. So Um, and that was all him. So we talk a lot about that. And for the record, I, I have not maintained that much of a generous heart (laughs) as of late. I definitely want to getting back into it, especially with my time and energy, but he's always been my role model as far as like giving and serving, um, financially for others. So we started off like, this was a little bit um, tough for me to want to break the ice in this way because it's, it's hard to be vulnerable, you know, and we had, this was Sunday when we recorded and I was there visiting for belated like Remy's birthday and mother's day. And also just coming back from Texas. And we decided to watch the church service that was going on in Texas my home away from home um and so it was so nice seeing like the familiar faces and hearing Carlos speak and it just was like it was a lot about serving other people and um 
facilitating community around you and um, it kind of like opened up the conversation because I really wasn't sure what to say, how to go about it and but I felt like it was the right thing to do to record with them but I just didn't know like what to say or do and that service kind of like opened the floodgates if you will to um having an organic conversation about that so um at the end my dad reads from his book and I blurted out because I'm gonna record a bonus episode and just keep that separate so for any mamas with kiddos um you've got like a free resource right there an audiobook read by Robert Munch himself this man is so animated so like fun and yeah it's just it's his happy place so for any mamas with babies that's there for you and yeah so here's my conversation with my dad and Remy what I want to start with is that service in general because mm, yes. um, that's really resonating for me a lot is resonating but yeah. is anything resonating for either of you should I include you Remy or should you just oh absolutely oh, okay I'm here okay yeah. hi, hi. <laughs> welcome to my podcast daddy and Remy <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here uh, <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, what resonated for you? Well, for me, it's it's really kind of cool because we have not been mm. involved in a church for us since before COVID uh, hit. We kind of stopped going, so we we're kind of watching church on TV. Um, but as well, Rebecca has been involved in a job that's been really um, time-consuming, uh, not only with time, but mentally consuming, like all consuming. So he'd not really had a chance. And this was a nice message that we saw that opens up the possibilities of reaching out to the neighborhood and doing things that we can possibly do Mm -hmm. once Rebecca is uh, into retirement as I am. So we'll have a lot more free time to be able to percolate and think on some of these things that can actually become a reality and not just, oh, we watch a Sunday service and okay, let's go on with our day kind of thing. So So making it actionable. Yeah, very much. Did anything actionable stick out to you that you were like, oh, let's do this? Well... I'll start. Okay. And then you you go. Uh, For me, it's more like dreams. I thought of uh, doing something for the neighborhood, like Mm -hmm. a pancake breakfast and just opening it up and just having neighbors meet each other. And uh, I mean, there's things around here where there's like a a, a garbage pickup in the park. And so people kind of meet each other, but wouldn't be good to have like a make some kind of meal, a mass meal for people. And they just come on over and... You can see the cops coming over and trying to yeah. shut us down. Send us some pancakes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and that how was, about you, Remy? No, it, it did strike me the same way is that I haven't been able to. Um, that's been part of myself that's been kind of squashed down because of work, because I've just been so tired and so committed to it. And um, bit by bit, a piece of me has been lost. Um, so I know retiring is um, important because I need to get back to myself and I would, we don't really know our neighbors and, and so in retirement I, this is going to be my my home like it's going to be my 24-7 and yeah. wouldn't it be nice if I knew the people here a little bit better and that we became the start of community mm. you know in this little part of, uh, yeah. of Oakville yeah well, because everybody yeah. does keep. Yeah. Now, in all fairness to yeah. me, though, she has been working in a benevolent organization. It's a charitable organization that really helps those in need. And she has really pushed herself into that to be the very best. She's a bit of a perfectionist, so she'll work uh, later hours and all that. So she's given herself to a worthy cause. But she's kind of lost herself in that and, and not been able to be as as engaged. Yeah, and well, so I mean, I, I've loved my work for many years, but for the last couple of years, I haven't, you know, because it's, I've just it's just been too much of a burden. It's yeah. just been I haven't been able to really love my colleagues as much as I used to be able to because it just has become too much. Empty cup. 
Yeah. So Could I, be, I yeah. think it's been yeah. an, it's been an obligation, you know. Yeah. I've just been enduring it. And yeah. when you endure something and you're being asked to do more or do a project, it gets really hard to be motivated to do it. Yeah. And they're just, I think a lot of people are feeling burnt out. So how do we get back into being, you know, um, good friends and to each other like we used to be? Mm. But I think everyone feels as if it's just them that's being burdened. And so their lack of participation and... Burns others out who are, you know... Free freeness of giving of oneself doesn't seem to be present, and and even like you know we're we're talking about like there's a, a big event that's coming coming up and they're looking for volunteers, and people are asking, well, do I get loot time for this? Do I get paid for it? It's like, have you lost the identification of what well, you volunteer? Yeah, yeah, and that wasn't such a uh, required form of analysis and conversation you had to have in the past it was just volunteering meant you volunteered and you had a gas of a good time doing it yeah yeah and i feel like again that goes for people in burnout people working from yeah. an empty cup it's like now yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not yeah. abundance anymore no. it's not overflow and generous it's like i'm so depleted yeah. so i need i, I need yeah. to take yeah. i need the money yeah I need Good point. Very and it good. changes the perspective Very for people, point. right? Yeah. 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 And yeah. when we talk about, like, church and how church isn't just this building, like mm-hmm. he says, like, church is being the church. Mm-hmm. And I told you I had that one um, conversation with Christy, and I was supposed to go to church, but I was like, this is my church. Right. Like, talking, Absolutely. connecting. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I feel like you, Remy, with your work, that has been a form of worship mm. and service. Yes, it's true. Because it's you could have done yeah. corporate. Yeah. You, know, you have sacrificed, and I want to honor you for that, but it's not just the job, and it's not just working nine to five, really seven to seven. <laughs> no, <laughs> right, yeah, absolutely. Right? It, that yeah. is like you making the sacrifice to do something for the greater good, even mm. when you're feeling burnt out, even yeah. when you're feeling overwhelmed or whatever the feeling is right yeah so how do you get through the burnout how have you been enduring um quite honestly the gift this year was the fact that i am in the customer service world and so i'm taking the phone calls from the public and i think the the most amazing thing was Mm. um during covid number one about how the organization responded was the organization that I believed in and I saw it in action for the very first time. Mm-hmm. It's, but we never had a, like a crisis as big as COVID, right? So it was always doing the right things. It was always doing everything that, that it was doing. I just never really saw it as mm-hmm. so evident that we were in the forefront. Like, you know, the federal government was partnering with us. Like it was, we were in the, we were in the limelight of, of, of action. And that was super pumped. Yeah. But for me... In my little world, when I was taking the phone calls from the public, it was that the spirit of community was coming out. The spirit of, of, of humanity was was coming through. It was like this is these are the people I believe in now. These, yeah. are, these are the people that I I knew were out there, but I never had a chance to speak with them. And so I was speaking with them, and some you knew they didn't have a lot of money. It was mm. so evident they didn't yeah. have money, but they were willing to give up $25. Mm. And that That's $25 sweet. was so enriching to me over the person who was given like 1200 or anything like that. It was just, I knew this person saw something in the news and said, yeah. I want to make a difference. And they were willing to take that. And so the spirit of humanity came has come through um, whenever I hear one of our recipient agencies, someone who's a recipient in one of our agencies or someone who works at one of our agencies, they're the true heroes. They're the ones that inspire me day to day. And I just, yeah. you know, if, if they can do this, I can, I can do what I can do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
kind yeah. of your heart right now. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing. You. And you know, we know, uh, I, I've heard the good, the bad, and the ugly, yeah. but we're still going to be um, supporting they them. They still do great work. Yeah, they know? still do great yeah. work. At World Vision's another one. We researched and we looked into some of these uh, organizations, and we know they do great work. And there's no reason to uh, to stop our giving. In fact, we'll probably, if we can, we'll increase. So, yeah. they do good work. I'm, it's funny that you mentioned that, Dad, because I was going to turn it to you and say, you know, Remy, you have given your time and your energy and your money, really, because you could have been making a lot more working for another company doing the same thing mm-hmm. that you're doing. Yeah. Um, but, Dad, you've always been... Mm-hmm. Um, Honestly, the first thing that comes to mind is uh, is like Jesus in that way. Oh. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say, you've always been lazy. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Very, you've had a big heart. You've always had a big heart. Behind yeah. the scenes, like you, you've just always had children, mm. like pictures. We always had those pictures oh, of, yeah. the world of the World Vision kids. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd always get May 5th and May 8th. <laughs> oh, yeah. That. That's right. Yeah. So whenever we'd, we'd get a new sponsored child, uh, we'd, we'd try to make sure that their birthdays were the same as yours and, and uh, Deanna's. Yeah. And that was good. So then we had kids from all over the world, and it was it was really good. And uh, responding to them and some of the questions that they had were just great. You know, yeah. oh, it was just wonderful. And I was writing my little uh, book at the time, and uh, often I would uh, quote little parts of the little rhymes of the book and Again, I don't know how well they would translate in their language, but uh, really? you know. Um, so you're corresponding with them too? Yeah, not as much now because we don't. We've we've dropped our numbers. We're going to change our giving uh, uh, to emergency fund to emergency fund yeah, or we're most needed yeah, that yeah. sort of thing instead of sponsoring children. But we're still going to be supporting uh, World Vision because it does do international fantastic work internationally. So mm. yeah, but uh, yeah, I still have a few few left. They haven't graduated yet, and uh, that's the beauty of 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 World Vision. They will keep sponsoring this particular, not just the child, but the village around them until that whole area is self-sufficient. They've got their own water, and uh, they're they're uh, they're planting crops. They're being self-sufficient. Then they can move on to another project kind of thing. So Mm. it's not just the one child, which is really neat. I think that's what we moved away from child sponsorship was because we were getting older, and we just didn't. You know, sometimes some of these commitments are are really long-lasting, and we didn't. it suddenly you know if one of us didn't make it or you know if we whatever if something bad happened to us that are that are that we weren't able to honor that full sponsorship so we thought okay well we'll wait for them all to graduate and then uh, but we'll start increasing the emergency you know, like Ukraine and stuff like that, so that we can still support where we can. And there's child soldiers yeah. and all kinds yeah. of things that they're yeah. they're trying to, you know, work against. So that's good. I I, I landed on um, I benefited from your dad's because he started this whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's been. That and way. I I went to the mall and I saw like there was a World Vision kiosk there, and they're trying to get people to do sponsorship. And of course, I'm trying to go, you know, not to be noticed. So she caught me anyways, and I said, yeah, I said, you know, we, we believe in you 100%. I said, we do sponsorship, and she says, what about one more? And I said, well, well I think I said, well, we try and look for children whose birthdays are in May. And she says, well, these two on the table, they're from May. And I was like, okay, but, you know, we have about 10. <laughs> Good person, yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know, she's like, you have 10? And I said... Yeah, we have ten at the time. So and she she's like, Sally, come on over here and like, let's take her picture and then how to take my picture and I'm gonna go, This isn't so it's not me, it was my husband, but I was I benefited from it. But yeah, we did You were the World Vision first lady. The first lady. lady. Yeah. <laughs> and we ended up adopting this those two kids one. anyway, so I came oh. home. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're up to a dozen now, so. But the so we're up to a dirty dozen now, so, oh. so, so we had a, yeah, that's how we got to our dozen. Wow. Yeah. But yeah. some of those kids were absolutely rewarding because uh, I, I, we go back and forth. It makes it, they make it so easy. You can just email them, so you don't even to to put an envelope. But they would send me envelopes, and one of them was very artistic, and mm-hmm. he'd be drawing me all kinds of stuff. Uh, another wow. one had so many questions about Canada, and just very yeah. sweet, innocent little questions. And it's like, oh my gosh, it just kind of pulls at your heartstrings. Just the innocence of them, right? It just really 
sweet and just wanting to learn about your culture and just all engaged in you just really really nice now some of them mm. didn't didn't write and very very few didn't but uh and that's fine, you know, but uh, the ones that did, oh my gosh, I so look forward to, to answering them and, and just opening up the mail. It's just really nice. Wow. Yeah. That kind of ties in to the whole purpose of the podcast, <laughs> being my own mama uh-huh. and caring, right, for these kids mm. and these people that you serve. And I'm curious what a loving mother looks like for you. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Mm. Well, I, I would have to use my mom as an example there. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, both my mom and dad, uh, I can't say anything uh, negative about them. My upbringing was actually quite spoiled. They never spanked me, which is really mm. great, which I deserved it a number of times. I don't guarantee you that. But, uh, you know... Uh, I mean, I just was involved in, in all kinds of sports and stuff. Now, they didn't come out to any of my sports mm-hmm. uh, activities. My mom was just worried sick that I would get hurt and stuff, and so they never did. Um, but other than that, uh, anything that I uh, that I did, they felt so, uh, you know, they said, oh, you can, oh, you're, I can't believe you're doing that. That's fantastic. And they're always supportive of anything that I did. Uh, whether it was sports activity that they wouldn't come to or <laughs> or uh, just whatever. And uh, they were just always, uh, my mom, always generous uh, to a fault. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just a really great environment to live in because it taught me uh, how to grow up in freedom and not feel like, oh, I'm going to get a spanking if I did that. Um, I remember one time when I was very little, and um, I must have been, we had moved here to Canada, so I must have been six or seven. And my, my sister was just two years un- younger than me. And we found a cigarette. Uh, <laughs> and so like all small kids, we lit it up and we tried to smoke it. And we didn't smoke it, we just were blowing into it. So the flame, <laughs> and, uh, and then anyways, we heard my mom coming and so we, we 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 took it out and we ran out of the bed real quick and then uh, so we're hiding out of the bed and my mom opens the door and she goes what are you smoking in here and well i'm looking at my sister and, and she, like, how does she know meanwhile was full of smoke <laughs> as dumb as you were and then uh, she goes, Franz, Franz, come in here. They're smoking in here. And so my dad takes out his belt, and, and, and then he starts hitting the top of the bed with the, with the belt. And I'm going to my sister, pretend like he's hurting us or something. So we're screaming, and they're half laughing. And Anyways, that was the extent of discipline. But it just gave you an idea of... You know the stuff we can get away with. <laughs> Never smoked after that. It was just, it was just not a good idea. <laughs> but, you got the chontorine for that. The chontorine, yeah, and Maltese. That's it. The chontorine, and so we knew to fear the chontorine and just as long as you scream, yeah, it built on the bed. As long as you scream to make it look like you're scared, then you're good. But yeah, never, never got disciplined, and uh, and and certainly passed it on to you guys because mm-hmm. I, I was able to uh, raise you. Um, up in, in an environment where you didn't have to get spanked and uh, the only discipline I had was okay daddy's not going to play with you if mm, oh daddy come yeah. on okay we'll, we'll stop kind that of thing. was the best discipline yeah. right? yeah. life hack just tell your kids well I can't play with you until we try yeah, to get yeah. this room that's right yeah. they'll do it because yeah. <laughs> we would love to play with you yeah because we were very much engaged, and, and uh, I remember reading Dr. Seuss to you guys, and I enjoyed reading it as much as as, as performing it for you guys, and, and we just had so much fun with that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, and you know about my my little children's book, it's it's it just came from that heart of how much fun I had reading to you guys, mm-hmm. and how that was such a great bonding experience. You guys had questions, and we just laughed together. It was just really great. Narnia, Dr. Seuss. Right. And you know, I was actually thinking about that this, this <clears throat> morning, about how, because we saw you on weekends, and how you would work Monday to Friday, mm-hmm. and then your days off, you were with us nonstop. Yeah. And we, I never even considered that. Like, oh, wow, that was your whole life was work and raising yeah. kids. But yeah. it was never, it never felt like, um, I, I want to say burden, but I kind of did have that wounding, but that wasn't necessarily from the situation. Mm-hmm. But 
it never felt like uh like you didn't want to do it or that it was an obligation for you. It felt mm. like we were the highlight. And what yeah, you, you were, were, you yeah. were the priority. Yeah, um, the whole weekend was. was. And just to put it in context, yeah. I, I was divorced, right? When you yeah. guys uh, were, I guess, three and four is when yeah. I was divorced and now I'm remarried to Remy. But uh, yeah, so I was lucky and fortunate enough to work it out so that I could see you every weekend, not every other weekend. Yes. And that was just, that was it. I didn't do anything else. Uh, I just wanted to spend the time with you. And uh, it was so much fun. And the games we came up with. And it was, <laughs> my gosh. But, no it, but it, it, it wasn't a burden because you it know, wasn't. We, we would have like um, events, you know, like, you know, Dan, Gwen, and I and your dad, we would do things. And it was like, how about this weekend? It's like, no. Yeah, weekends are off limits. Yeah. You know, oh. and it was like, yeah. and it was not. It was you were the first priority. Yeah, you were always the first priority and everything. Yeah, I was looking forward to it because of the games yeah. we create and stuff. And then Remy joined us, kind of uh, after a few years of, of me just being raising you guys up. So you came in when they were maybe 11, 10, 12, 11, 8, yeah. 10, 11 yeah. and uh, joined into the reindeer games. Then literally it was yeah. a lot of fun. Well, I met you at a house party that was having the games. It was a games right, game. Right, yes. Dictionary, and we were stuck in the back seat of the car, and we were, our heads kept hitting the top of the roof. Oh, the oh, little Salika. Was in the, yeah. <laughs> or Paseo. It was a Paseo. Oh, the Paseo, yeah, just yeah, a yeah. small, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. I remember the games that you would come up with too, Remy. Oh, the scavenger hunt. Oh, the scavenger, that was fun. The yeah. hole. Ho- ho- <laughs> <laughs> tree ball. Tree ball. <laughs> yeah, you guys were so uh, muddy after that. Oh, that was so much fun. It was just like, ah, oh, let's just get dirty. Let's see how yes. far dirty we can get. And the ice cream cakes. Oh, yeah, the yeah. delicious cooking yeah. and baking. Yeah. Yeah. But we made up games. And they were so much fun. We'd get a box that was a TV or something and make a... That was our home base that you had to run into it. And it was the Zerpo Boy game or something. that We just made up Zerpo Boy. I don't know. I don't know. I love the video. You were the yeah. never-ending generator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kid. Yeah, right. You're basically a, a big kid. I, I, oh, and I still am. And I get to pull that out of me in these books that I that I so enjoy because it just I think like a kid mm-hmm. and when I do these readings in schools <laughs> the kids get all activated and they ask all kinds of questions and I just I become this little kid that engages back with them it's like oh I know about unicorns and that you know let's mm-hmm. let's chat and all oh, I have the, just the greatest time so but you get that from your mom though don't you think because she loves kids oh she oh, oh yeah, of course yeah. she does so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And I, it's funny, like, I come by it honestly, where it's like when you have a creative passion, mm-hmm. you go 100%, right? Yeah. And mamas know it's my own mama. <laughs> but for you, you've got, like, 16 books that you've come up with, right? Or yeah. more now. It, there's, it, when it's done, there's going to be a, t- a total of 25, I think. Okay. So it's all in the process. The, the map has been made, and the books have been written. They just haven't gone through uh, the editing process. But there's, I think, 11 books out right now yeah. that you can get at, uh, at the bookstore. But yeah. yeah, your editor's on strike. My editor's on strike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Until retirement. Until yeah. about another seven business days. Seven business days. So, yeah. Which, By the time this comes out, you'll be retired. I'll be retired. Yeah, I'll be it's back true. To chief editor. Yeah. Well, you know what was interesting? I was published back in 2018, 19 is when uh, I was picked up by Prison Publishing in uh, Toronto, and uh, they contracted me for the first three books. So they had their own editing staff, they had their own layout and design and all that, and had a good time. It was great, uh, but. After that, I I went with a publishing house and tried different things. Had to be a huge learning curve, but I was able to get all the tools to be able to do the rest of the books myself instead of the huge expense of going through a publisher. And lo and behold, Rebecca, who was an English major graduate from Western University, it's like editing is like, are you kidding me? This is great. I can do this. And she has not only done an amazing job, but... She's able to sit here on the couch with me and we can talk over the edits and we'll go through like 10 edits at least on a book before it's finalized and she says, yeah, okay, now that's good to go. And she'll able to go through my mind and say, okay, so what are you trying to say here? Because what what you've written is not exactly conveying that. And so we're able to fine tune and nitpick whereas with the uh, original three books I had two shots at it with the editor. editor. They'd give, give me your best copy, they'd edit it, 
I'd, I'd, then I'd, I'd look at it and give it back to them, and then that was it. So still very happy with the first three books, but yeah. ex ecstatic about the books after that. And every book after that has been uh, just gets better and better and more fun and more engaging. And it's just oh, yeah. I can't wait for all these books to be released. So that's mm -hmm. my biggest project. That's what I'll be doing. I guess over this next year or two, get them all finished and then go from there. But I'm I'm I've got, I'm so excited about the the readings that I have. I've had yeah. a few this uh, this summer so far. Got one more next month, and then I've got like a whole bunch throughout the the, uh, the summer months, uh, different yeah. uh, different ones. So, and I'm so excited to hear you read. Yeah. Hello. But I'm wondering because you guys are such a good team, like in every way, right? Writer, editor, football player, cheerleader. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys. He's on the stage. I'm in the background. Yeah. Yeah. I have the curtain now. Do the lighting. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're Mr. Stage Performer. Yeah. So, what's your secret to being so joyful together? Hmm. I'm sure it's not always joyful, but. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> At this point, I've learned to be uh, happy. Uh, Kind of almost as a bachelor because she's not around too much <laughs> these days. She's she comes home late and in the evening she'll come home, uh, and if she's working upstairs she'll come down, and uh, we kind of chat about our day and then we'll watch something and and we'll just enjoy our time together. Uh, I know when when she's retired we'll have a lot more time to engage, but I just uh, you know I'll uh, I'll be mostly working on my books. When I get writer's block, I'll just go play some backgammon or go for a little walk or whatever. But I'm always in this book mode. And the book just by its essence makes me happy. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's more to it. The 10 children that are involved in this book are uh, you guys, my daughters, my uh, nieces and nephews. And they're all part of it. And so their mannerisms are somehow intertwined. into. So that's another layer that's added on to the book as well. So mm -hmm. you guys are always kind of... In all the books, I'm, I'm always kind of thinking about you guys as I'm, I'm developing and, and rewriting and making more edits and stuff. But mm. how do I stay happy? I just, uh, I just am it's just <laughs> who I am. I guess part of it is um, uh, being a Christian has a lot to do with that because there's a lot of uh, hope and a, and a joy that's that's in me. Uh, that goes beyond circumstance so you don't always have to be in joyful circumstances to have joy because you know you know god's in your life kind of thing right so mm. which is not you know we've been kind of out of church out of you know i've been kind of being a hermit these last few years because of covid so i haven't had a chance to to explore or talk about god with people but i'm still i'm still joyful i can't help it <laughs> Can I ask you, because for me, my relationship with God, he's brought a lot of joy into my life just by supporting me in the shit times. Mm -hmm, yeah. It's kind of great. Like, I've never experienced that before where it's like mm -hmm. all my emotions, I feel like God is helping me endure. So what, like, what does that actionably look like for you that God brings you joy? You know what? It's having this freedom that God has put upon me. Now, different Christians have different views on things. Some Christians have to have certain things. Oh, you, you, you got to go to church every Sunday or you're not. You got to have... Mine's a total freedom. I live life uh, with, with the modus operandi of my brain is do to others as you would have them do unto you. Uh, love your neighbor as yourself. And when you're doing that, even Jesus said, I mean, that's the whole point of it. He says that that is what encapsulates all the law and the prophets. You name everything. It's not about trying to read the Bible more and memorizing and praying as much as you can. And no, it's about being kind to others. Yeah. And um, I was just uh, telling Rebecca about the grocery experience where I mm -hmm. went into the grocery store. I just had to pick up a couple of uh, AAA batteries, uh, some pop or something else. Anyways, I had my handful of stuff put on the on the on the conveyor, and and I was looking at the different areas where they might have batteries. Couldn't find any AAA, so I asked the the grocery uh, checkout person, "Do you have any uh, maybe AAA batteries?" She said, "Well, there's a kiosk over there. You might want to check that out." I said, "Okay, you can cash these out, and I'll, I'll be right back." And so I looked, and and I came back, and I said, "Ah, oh, look, no, they didn't have any AAA. It's okay, just cash me." She goes. 
do you know what? You're such a nice person. That's it's so <laughs> it's so nice to have somebody that's so friendly. And, and I'm thinking, like, I, I was just looking for AAA batteries that weren't there. I guess poor thing. She must have had some bad experiences or whatever. But it's just you just are nice to people. You just that's the way you should be all the time. And it just you know um, I'm, I've developed a song about be happy just be happy it'll make someone's day kind of thing right and mm. it's like if you're happy it becomes contagious and it just spreads to others and it's the way it, sh it should be I think that's the way you should live it, yeah. it, it boggles me how people can just find things to complain about the weather or the whatever mm -hmm. it's like oh my gosh things could be a lot worse I mean you know you get a little bit of wind here but it's like where is there a tornado somewhere else like yeah. we're pretty fortunate here there's Where? nothing absolutely yeah. nothing to complain about I think the other thing is that, like, yeah, I mean, whenever you live together with somebody, it's not always easy. I mean, there's some, you got two independent lives coming together. Um, but you are always so open to to um, discuss things. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it, it wasn't, I mean, we'd have our disagreements, we'd walk away. And then we would say whatever we need to say that was on our heart, and it may not have been easy to hear. Um, but then you always came back and said, you're right, I'm sorry. You know, yeah. I, I could have handled that better, I could have said that differently. Um, and the, the one thing that always stuck with me was that you don't, you don't have the ability to be mean. You don't mm. have the ability to be <clears throat> manipulative. And even though some of the things you did came across as being mean or manipulative that grounded me that conversation mm. always grounded me to say how I felt as opposed to placing responsibility or intentional actions on you or just no. you know that yes, really thank you. what you did really sucked you know yeah. and this is how it made me feel and I'm still <clears> mad <throat> at you and I need to go away um, but then come back and then you would say I'm sorry I made you feel that way and and um, yeah. Thank you for thank you for sharing. Like you, <laughs> and you know what? Now. And we would do that with walks. We yeah. would discuss some of these things. Yeah. So let's go for a walk and mm -hmm. get out in nature and let's just talk about this stuff. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I I have a short memory, so I'm not sure what you were talking <laughs> about. <laughs> so uh, that's the other blessing. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to forgive and forget because I forget quite a bit. It's like, what, uh, what was that about? No, let's yeah. let's start over. Yeah. <laughs> have some fun. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it can be frustrating. It's like, okay, we've talked about this ten times now. And we're not doing right. this. I forgot. So what's yeah. your secret to joy in the relationship? Is that kind of it? Is being able to communicate? Communicate. Being, um, being able to express my feelings was never something that was kind of encouraged growing up. It was like basically <clears> you <throat> sucked it up and you just carried on like you did whatever your parents did and that kind of carried over into a lot of my relationships is that I didn't have a voice and that my voice wasn't how I felt or how something made me feel wasn't um, wasn't relevant. Um, so it was hard to be able to include him in any type of conversation. Like there were times where I remember just being in this room and it was kind of metaphorical because we have the kitchen is made out of one flooring and then we have the carpeting and in between is this transition. I remember having one foot in both areas and your dad and I were having a disagreement and all I wanted to do was run. I just wanted to run away from everything. I wanted to run away from the relationship, the whole thing. But then it was like, no, I'm committed to marriage. Like they're like divorce is not not an answer. It was just not an we, option. We, an option. It yeah. was one of our agreements that we had. We said, regardless of how we are feeling, divorce is not an option. We will always work it out. And so mm -hmm. that was it. Was huge because I was really in a place of wanted just to run away but I was also so that was one foot on the flooring type A and yet I was committed that divorce was not a was not an option which is flooring type B mm. and I was in this place and it was like a huge struggle and I was I I, I then said I I needed to I need to let him know how I feel and how it made me feel and what he said and what I didn't appreciate and and that was probably the first time that I really spoke up for myself in a relationship. Wow. 
And, and that was early on, though, wasn't it? That it was, was yeah. It was early yeah. on. And, and that's... So that, because of we were, I was able to do that and be successful in that, and he was so um, open to it, I can't remember what your response was, whether it was immediate or later on down the road, uh, but it was so helpful um, to know that I had somebody who was also a divorce was not an option mm-hmm. and that it w- and was also committed to um, working it out working it out yeah. and really <clears throat> sincerely did not mean to make me feel bad mm-hmm. you know so it was it was he you've helped me tremendously to oh, in in the relationship to be open and honest and um, well I know we went into pre-marriage counseling and uh, the counselor gave us like I can't remember what the rating was. We like were off one the charts. To ten. We were off the charts. Like yeah, our, our compatibility was really good. Wow. Yeah, so it was really, it was very encouraging. Yeah. But that first year, yeah. you've still, you don't know each other that well. And you're yeah. trying to, you know, like your cat decided to come in bed with us the first <laughs> night. And I, yeah. I, I, I that's kind of strange. <laughs> and I, we close the door on him and then we just hear, <laughs> scratching on the door and so there's a lot of yeah. adjustments that have to happen in that first year in that first night but uh, but so you just you have to work them out that's all and then it, it, things just get better and better after that because mm. there's the potential of bliss and uh, yeah. for the most part we found it but that first year was you know there's a lot of adjustments so even there's though there's adjustments throughout the relationship there is a, yeah because yeah. life has different presents you with different things and um, well I, I was just remembering that you're you love me and you're committed to me I don't think I, I know that you're you are and mm-hmm. so it's just like how do we how do we grow to be better versions of ourselves together mm-hmm. I love the visual that you have Remy of one foot on the carpet and one <laughs> foot on the linoleum mm-hmm. and he's facing this crossroads not of just like I want to run, but it sounds like also I want to run from my own emotions mm-hmm. because it's like you've mm-hmm. never admitted that mm-hmm. you had felt a certain way and been received. Yeah. Well, right. It's yeah. like gaslighting. That yeah. whole term, right, mm-hmm. just blew my mind. And being able to have the safe space to realize, okay, this is make or break. I need to be honest mm-hmm. with my emotions because mm-hmm. they're killing me mm-hmm. and there's some corrosion happening, mm-hmm. right? And being able to express that and feeling heard. Yeah. Right? And that's and like the whole my Obama is, thing, yeah, right? Yeah. The safe space was important and your safe dad was space. a safe space. Mm-hmm. So, um, so there, there is a lot of baggage, you know, in any relationship you have your own baggage and, and how does that play out in your current relationship? And then how do you say um, goodbye to your baggage or just say, you know, that that was that had its place or whatever. But that's not my reality today. Um, I have the choice of changing of changing what my natural inclination would be, what my natural reaction would be. I have a choice right now. Of, of at this moment, I think that's where the two two places where I was at is that I have a choice to go into old habits or try and create a new habit. Wow. And then that's positive. Um, that yeah. was positive. Yeah. And tying that in with my own mama, like that's kind of how I see a loving mother is someone who listens and yeah. responds. Mm. And it yeah. starts with your own emotions. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Being able to be honest with your emotions. Yes. Yeah. Have someone hear you yeah. and then also respond to it. Yeah. Right. Because my, my mama would only want the best for me. Mm-hmm. And she knows that, you know, you can't just keep things uh, quiet. You know, people need to know how you're feeling in order to bless you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you know? yeah. we're not mind readers. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, And that's how resentment builds, right? Exactly. Codependent mindset. They should know how I'm feeling. No. You've yeah. got to have the courage yeah. to be honest. Yeah. And what's worse than that, right? Because yeah. then you're fried alive if you're rejected. It's like, but this is the real me. Yeah. Yeah. You're rejecting. I'm not just rejecting yeah. my persona. I can recover from yeah. that. Yeah. Right, right. right? It's like, yeah. So it's very vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a great way yeah. to uh, take the love mm-hmm. and to apply it in our own life yeah and that goes into relationships all our Mm -hmm. friendships and the way we serve people Mm -hmm. and living out 
being your best self in the sense of this is who I am. I'm a I'm a kid at heart, and here's my passion. Yeah. And here's my full cup overflowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not a burden. It's just yeah. I can't wait to read books to kids and make them laugh and get them scared and see all the emotions come out and hear their questions. It's just that's just fun. I yeah. just love doing that. So yeah. this is what I can pursue now. As I'm, uh, as I'm into retirement, it's a lot of fun. Well, and I will say one last thing, too, that I really admire about you, Dad, is that you can put yourself aside, your own, like, well, I don't even know if you have to do that or if you're just naturally a performer, <laughs> but you're very unselfconscious yeah. and just, like, embody fun. Yeah, yeah. thank yeah. you. Unapologetically. Yeah. Yeah. Unapologetically. Uh, so, would you read book one for the month? I would love to do that. I would love to. I'm thinking of two things as you finish reading that. Is that one, I love how open you've been to feedback from the kids. Absolutely. That's so key. Because that's your heart and soul. Yes. Yes. And as I'm developing the rest of the books, what their questions are really helps me generate. In fact, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, This one last one that I went to, um, we talked about... um, I mentioned that the, the unicorn was called an alicorn because it's got wings. And uh, then the teacher goes, okay, children, it's almost time for recess now, but before we go, we would like to ask uh, Mr. Godfrey Apap, who's the author of this book, if you have any questions. And all their questions were around unicorns. Hi. And I had to, off the top of my head, kind of come up with stuff. And they'd be asking questions like, uh, you know, what do unicorns eat? And I say, oh, they love things that most horses would eat like grass and hay but they'll also love jelly beans and they love they love to eat rainbows as well and in fact if they eat too much rainbows then you'll get they'll get a rainbow mane and a rainbow tail but as everyone knows they're pretty rare so you don't see too many of those and they taught they asked about the, the sheen and i said yeah they, that's where they get it from eating the rainbows that makes them more sparkly and that's how they look and so i'm coming up with all this stuff so anyways i then decided to add at the very end of the book after I can't remember which book now that also highlights unicorns further down just a book on on unicorns and and uh, you know if they're actually real or not and uh, I I mentioned one line in there as I'm putting this together I said actually uh, unicorns are not found in in Greek mythology so technically they're not a myth So anyways, I'm having a blast. It's ideas come come up. I've got to just revise and, and redo. It hasn't gone to my editor yet, but so it'll be revised a few more times, I'm you sure. Don't say that. Don't say yeah. that. <laughs> you guys are gonna be the best grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about your names. No. I feel like what do you have ideas? No, no, well. I feel like you'd be Gaga and Riri or Gaga and yeah. Remy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. In fact, uh, yeah, yeah it, we're in we're in one of the books as Gaga and Riri. <laughs> Yes, yes. That's awesome. Uh, Well, thank you guys so much. Can I say thank you to you? And by the way, um, your... um uh, what what's what do you Podcast? do? No, yeah, your your skills as a uh, orator, as a, a facilitator, a facilitator ah, are host. second to none. Hostess, hostess, because yeah. I have heard really? a lot, and I, I watch podcasts of people interviewing, and they're either they love their the voices of them their own voice, and they're constantly interrupting and ch- and just throwing their own stuff, or just not just or just not there just letting the other person talk you just blend in perfectly ask great question anyways it's been a, a, I, I could see you going full time getting picked up by some some radio host and, and going doing this because you're a natural at this anyway wow. so it's been a great great experience well that means a lot because um, it's out of my comfort zone <sighs> which you never know that I feel like is part of the magic because it's like I have to remove myself and not mm. in a dissociative way, but in a way that's like God, let God do it. Yes. You, yeah. You got to step out in here. Cause I don't know, like anything, yeah. Yeah. you know, and it's very wow. like, I have questions that I have an idea of what I want to ask and they just kind of seem to weave into how the per- conversation yes. 
happens. Yes. Hmm. It's natural. It's not it's something you're, you're you're reading from a. It's just a natural outflow. So it's it's uh, really well done. Oh. So I mean, yeah, it's good to rely on God, but it's a it's also a natural gifting. I think you have. Yeah. Yeah. Really, oh, really. Thank you guys. Yeah. I like to end with people who are open. If they'd be willing to say a prayer for the mamas, I guess just to all you mamas is just um, listen to your mamas. Uh, your mamas are trying to nurture you and love you and be, is, they're always alongside of you, so you're never alone. Just listen to your mamas because they know best and um, they're there to love and care for you and watch you grow in happiness. Mm-hmm. And I'd also like to pray for anyone listening, whether you're a mama or not. Um, it's just great to be... Um, putting your best foot forward, being the best version of yourself because you never know how much that impacts people. Mm. And uh, just to trust in God to, to give you that awareness so that you're always in that space of seeing how you can help somebody or or just say a kind word to somebody. You would not know how encouraging that would be mm. to somebody who's having a bad day. Yeah. Mm. Amen. Amen. Anything left on your heart to share? We love you, Jess. We love you. Oh, <laughs> I got tears out of you. Yeah, that's so sad. <laughs> oh, thanks, God. Oh, that was great. Hey, mamas. I hope you loved that conversation as much as I did. It really turned into a magical thing. So I'm very happy about that. Um,. Before I head out, I wanted to share with you um, that somebody very close to me um, texted me in the middle of an anxiety attack. And I know anxiety is huge these days. And so I wanted to share the prayer that came to me um, as this woman confided. And I will say... I have had to, like, it's it's really cool, like I say, playing with time and space on a podcast and really, like, freezing a conversation in a moment of time and then it comes up at the right time and then it's, like, past me has advice for future me, future me has advice for past me, whatever. And so this prayer actually was very nourishing to me this morning and it was almost like my past self praying for me it's just interesting when you give love to others you kind of are giving it to yourself if and when you ever find yourself in that situation so here's my meta momception for you today um and here is the prayer for those in panic or with anxiety dear god please be with your sweet daughter who you love infinitely you see her suffering Send her a flotation device as she drowns in the emotions. Be the eye of the hurricane when it's breathless around her. Walk into the fire with her as you did in the fiery furnace and lay with her on the ground as she recovers from this blow. I love you. I'm right here. I see you and God sees you. When you are ready, his love is in the breath. And it's on the website if you ever need a little loving prayer um, with the picture, you feel how you feel for a reason, which I've talked all about and that can be another pod for another time. But mamas, I just want to leave you with that. Thank you so much for being here with me. It touches my heart more than you know, gives me meaning in this crazy life that we all are just freaking going about and uh thank you for being here so until next time mamas take care <laughs>